0: The game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone.
1: down the middle,
2: just what I thought. A hook shot at 12. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome, Source Podcast. Uh, we're live and direct. Pastor Juan, how you doing?
0: Excellent, man. Beautiful day out here in the Antelope Valley. It's a uh, high 60s, uh, barely a little bit of breeze, and uh, we're, yeah, everything's good, man. By God's grace.
1: Same down here at 67, It's 67s, gorgeous. Beautiful, bro. It's good, Gosh. Man.
0: Clear skies, too.
1: The clear skies, man. This is the time. They're like, yeah. in these, these months right here are like hoodie shorts. Weather is what Yes, <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that, uh, that's
0: what I'm wearing. That's what I'm wearing literally right
1: now. That's something
2: that uh, uh, Josh coined uh, a couple Hoodies weeks ago. That's, that's my go to outfit literally every day, if I could. I
0: love it. Yep.
2: So lots, lots, lots to get into. Um, elections. Cool. Looks like we're going to be having a cool. uh, new administration coming in. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Shortly? Maybe.
1: Maybe. <laughs> maybe Bro, it's a wrap
2: oh
0: man it's you know guys it's I, a
1: wrap on old donnie I,
0: it's crazy man you know i i don't understand why we couldn't just have a i guess the word i guess it goes with 2020 right coined quote-unquote normal nothing has been normal this year Yeah. <laughs> nothing has been normal man it's like if you can add to 2020 on top of you know the, the racism you know the lot the riots the looting the COVID, you know, to the COVID uh, <laughs> pandemic globally, add this to the world, man. Cause you know, we're, we're a global power and people look at us. It's been crazy.
2: Closing of churches.
0: Yeah. Closing of church. And, and by the way, I don't know, if we didn't talk about this beforehand, but a new pastor failed, man, you know, from moral failure, a big, big pastor from Hillsong, uh, New York city, Yeah, you know, a church that reaches, you know, people globally uh, had a moral failure this year, man. So it breaks my heart What you happened know, to, to see
1: that. That was, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Carl, Lentz. Carl Lentz. What happened to Carl? What Carl, it happens? Carl. What always happens, bro. The, these guys. All right. Okay. Sorry. The money, the let's, money. Okay. Okay. No, wait, wait, wait. No, let, let's jump just, into this. Yeah. Let, I'm glad you brought this. I didn't even know. This is what I love about this. We just talk about it and things just come up. Gotta let it flow, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pastor Juan, I always have a problem with these super mega star type of pastors, you know? Sure. Not, not that I have a problem with them. It's just like, I feel like they live this sort of, um, this life of rock star, a rock star status, right? Like entitlement. Um, I, and, and I think it's partly because people put them on pedestals and they start to believe sure. it and they, yeah, and sure. they have like these, you know, these mega church, mega churches and, it's the same story that always happens, you know? They, he hooks right. up with whoever, a secretary, whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this moral failure. But what really bugs me is that they're so big and they're always harping on, like, you know, that that whole thing of, like, morality, right? And pushing your your moral agenda. But yet you guys are always falling into these same things. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right. Well, so, so so let me oh, – go ahead, Clemente, go ahead.
1: No, I mean the the obvious, right? Is that
2: we're, we're all sinners, you know, and 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 we gotta show grace, and no matter how many thousands of people this guy pa- pastors to, you know, uh,
0: he's he pastor to Justin Bieber. Uh, that was the guy that brought him to faith and baptized
2: him.
1: Right. Oh wow. Bieber's pastor. So
2: so he's done a lot of good. So we can't yeah, discount that.
1: Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, I, I will say closer. this. I will pass it on. I hope you don't wear yeah. tight pants or tight jeans because I always no, feel like no. it's the tight jean pastors, <laughs> <laughs> like who are always getting caught up. Like you know what I mean. The and trendy, the, guys, like, the trendy guys, the trendy guys, guys yeah. like you know, they're wearing two thousand dollars sneakers. All, all the hipsters. Yeah. H- have you seen a? Uh, there's this Instagram account called Preachers and Sneakers, and uh, no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> dude, it, ex- it it doesn't expose. It just like it just pointing out the fact that all these guys wear gucci like designer like crazy expensive outfits and shoes and and specifically sneakers right like you can't even we can't even buy them the Wheezy's? <laughs> yeah Wheezy's. <laughs> exclusive yeezys you know what i mean <laughs> Um, and he, and he was a constant guy that was always up there but no i mean you know what I, I i always i don't want to come off like i have like no sympathy for him i i do and i actually am for these guys i'm for these guys coming back and being fully restored like nothing happened. So what's right. the fallout right now? It's- well, it's the same thing in, in in evangelical circles. It's always like, oh, you have to go through this path path of restoration if you're even considered to be able right. to minister again. Mm-hmm. Which right. I think is like, I guess, but, you know, don't tell me like we don't do the same things every day, right? Because what did Jesus say? Like if you just even look at a woman in lust, you are already yep. adultery, uh, committed right. adultery. So right. how many times do we do that? My point is you know they just sort of create these moral high grounds and they make it impossible for somebody to come back. I'm very critical of these guys but I think they should be able to come back.
0: So so here's 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 what I heard there's there's a couple things that that come to mind when you ask like why, why is it that there's a consistent failure, you know, in not just evangelicals brother but like Christianity itself. Yeah. You know, leadership. Uh overall first thing let me preface it by this you know, it's easier to point out the sin in others and, and cast down judgment and put them down and, you know, see their failure when we're, when we fall short as well. And so, you know, the Bible says, you know, make sure that you take out the log out of your own eye before you look at the speck of your brother's eye. Amen. And so, and that's something that I've been convicted in hard because it was easy for me to, I even read his, his Instagram post and it was very, very well done. He took complete responsibility of it. He said that, he was leading out of an empty place that he made bad choices. It was obviously real and painful consequences. And he said, he's, he, I love the words he used. He said, I was unfaithful to my marriage. So it wasn't just left as, Oh, you know, good luck trying to figure out what I did. You know, it's just a moral failure. No, he said, you know, I caught up, I got caught up in a relationship that, you know, I wasn't accountable for and my failures on me, he took full responsibility yeah. for his actions but what the reason why you know we i'm going to say we not just him all of us all of us as human beings men women period and in between we fall short because we lead out of an empty place you know even if these guys get so big and people don't hold them accountable or they don't allow themselves to be held accountable by by their peers and so they get to a place like you said where they 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 get put on a pedestal And no one feels like they can say, "Hey, let me call you out, pastor, because you're doing this or you're saying that, or because you posted this or you posted that." And we all, all of us, especially as saints—and I'm gonna use that word loosely—as but the Bible calls us saints, meaning that when we are filled with grace and God, you know, has rescued us through Jesus Christ, you know, the Bible sees us that we're without blemish. God has taken all that the sin from our lives on the cross, and so we need to be careful that you know that we. You know, don't don't, you know, go out to cast the first stone on these on these uh, these guys that are in the limelight. For example, let's let's just go to the political. Right. The political part, how nasty it gets when people bring out people's past, you know, uh, to bring it to the light when God has been has forgiven that. But we're so quick to bring justice towards others, but we want grace towards ourselves. Yeah. Again, justice, justice, justice for you and grace for me. You know, God forgive me, but hey, you know, let it rain hell on them. Um, And so, accountability, man. I know we've had the discussion here on this podcast before. These guys get too big, and they're put on a pedestal, and they're not held accountable. Yeah, just like normal people.
1: You know it too, and it seems like it was a, a literally like a, a seamless like it happened during the pandemic. As far as he, him meeting her yeah. at a park. So is this guy yeah. married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yes. married. Oh, Four kids. Beautiful wife. Beautiful wife gorgeous kid.
0: kids. Yeah, bro.
1: So, you know, the, the, the enemy attacks. But but let's talk mm-hmm. about that because he was, the, I, I just read the the her account. I guess she came out and they literally just met at a park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was during pandemic, you know, like they had these circles and you could only sit in the circle. And I guess he was just being a nice guy and they started talking and that was that. Boom. And it turned into a five-month little love affair. Yeah. And it uh, just shows how easy, man, I mean, how easy things can go a different way. You know what I mean?
0: You know you know what we can call it, Josh? This just came to my mind right now, I believe, Holy Spirit. It's called the Savior Complex. You guys know what that is, the yeah. Savior Complex? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That,
0: that is that is when, you know, in the hood, we call it, you know, Captain Save-A-Chick. And I'm not going to use the other word. But, right. Uh, you know, you, you, you immediately become God and you go... I can save her. You know, I I'm, I'm the go-to guy. And then we have this ego that takes over and pride and says, Oh, I'll save her. And by the way, I get to hook up with you and take advantage of your vulnerability. And that's, that's from the enemy, bro. That's deception. And that's lies.
2: One hundred That is,
0: that is, that is straight satanic.
2: Yeah. You
1: but know, ba- based on what they said, it wasn't really that it was literally just a, he wasn't trying to, you know, witness to her or whatever. It was just a, he's straight out like what's up just meeting somebody talking and getting to know somebody and literally just falling for somebody you know what i mean yeah i think it was just like out of maybe he was just at a point of weakness or vulnerability or just maybe being stressed out with the pandemic or whatever the case may be He just entertained this conversation and it sparked you guys ever watched that, that
2: that movie uh why did i get married by tyler perry um I, did. I think so yeah yeah so so in that movie one of the characters i forget who uh talks about the 80 20 rule right and in business we know that that uh 20% of your of uh sales people do 80% of the work but in a relationship right think of this pie right this pizza pie 100 100% of it right so 80% of whatever your spouse or your significant other does is wonderful. But then there's that 20% that, you know, you, uh, you, you don't like, or it's, you're missing it. Right. The
0: way she chews her food, the way what, she, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, know, something,
2: and whatever. The way she listens to you, the way she laughs at your jokes, whatever, <laughs> or, or lack thereof. Right. So when you've, when you find when you meet somebody else and that's probably what, what happened to this cat right you you meet somebody else and you see that 20 percent that you're that that your spouse is missing right yeah you see that and you're like oh man this this girl must be a hundred percent right
0: complete complete package
2: right and and then you know, and then lust takes over, and the enemy takes over, and all that other stuff, right? And people do things that they're not supposed to do, and at the end of the day, you figure out that that person is just as broken as in, as anybody else, and they might not yeah. even have the eighty percent that your wife yeah, has. Right? You, know?
1: yeah. <laughs> you just saw the you just saw the twenty. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's just it's that same thing of it's the grass. You think the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, yeah. It until really you until,
0: until they send you the bill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or until you see the backyard or whatever, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> you, you got to water your own grass,
2: bro. Under, uh, and, under and, the bed, uh, everything's stuffed under the bed. All that's the-
0: right. <laughs> and that's, there's a saying too, you know, when, and so how does sin take over is when a want, a want of wanting that 20% becomes a need. Yeah. Right. And then, and so in my weakness, when I, Hey, I want my wife to be this way. I wish my wife was this way. I wish my wife was like my secretary, you know, because she bends over, you know, ba, 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 and does this and, you know, bends over backwards to serve me, to help me, does never right. says no when she struggles with codependency and enables me in those areas that I'm bad at. Yeah. When, and my wife says no. My wife puts boundaries. You know, I, I don't like that. And so I, I hear you, bro. I hear you 100%. So,
2: so again, you know, it's, it's, it, and, and I think it's the same thing with uh, the Catholic, uh, priest, right where where you start seeing a lot of molestation and child abuse and all those other things and people are quick to point the finger and condemn you see it's you know these guys are these guys are all all the priests right yeah all, the all yeah. of them are bad yeah. all of them right. are child molesters right. you, you know churches is is, is is bad and you know and they're
0: a uh, bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. Blah, blah.
2: Where where
1: yeah. where was God? You know, where yeah. was God in all God, this? I've been saying the Catholic the Catholic Church needs to let these guys get married. I've been saying that for a while. Yeah. For I, sure. I think it's coming, bro. One hundred percent coming. One hundred percent. I think that yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh but uh, Imagine that, though you know. Well, I mean, I, I do, I do understand the sacredness of like taking vows and right, like a nun, yeah, celibacy, yeah, yeah. Like, there's something incredibly special, but that's like that's a gift, bro. Like, you can't force yeah. everybody to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: And and, and pastors and priests both uh, are are put in in a position of what was that that word that you said, Pastor Juan?
0: Celibacy?
2: No, Savior complex. Yeah, yeah, where oh, yeah. yeah, where where sometimes they themselves are being pulled in all sorts of different directions right? right especially if you have one of these mega churches imagine oh, yeah. how imagine. many people are the tugging celebrities
1: on your... and yeah just all these...
2: everybody's tugging on your coat everybody right. wants 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 to have a conversation with you wants wants you to help them right
0: so can i con- can i interject, bro before i forget this thought i want to confess something to you guys right now as you said that come on think God. of think of think of the the small churches as well though, bro i think it's 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 and or yeah. what I mean by that is since I'm planting, you know, this church here in the Antelope Valley, hey. I am I am getting pulled in way more directions than I think even somebody in a larger church, because at least you have employees there. You have a care pastor. You right. have a worship pastor. You have a, a outsourced local global pastor. I mean, you, you get to delegate more. Right. And as a, as a small, small church pastor, yeah, you, you got to do it we all. Don't have the, yeah, we don't have the finances to do that. Now, doesn't mean that I can't delegate that to lay ministers, you know, people that 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 volunteer and people that have the gift, but it's harder for a season until we begin to grow and develop and groom those people. And so I agree. Well, you nailed it, Clemente, 100%, saying that when you take on the savior complex and you go, it's up to me if it's going to be when it comes to spirituality and even in business, I would say that if you're relating to this and this is tugging at your heart, you need to get some help. And that is the point where Carl Lentz said is that I fell into this place where I was leading out of an empty cup, but no one was filling my cup, even though I emptied it towards everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you definitely got to fill your own cup, right? I mean, you gotta, yes. I mean, cause I, I can't expect somebody to fill my cup. Right. I mean that you 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 put yourself <laughs> in positions to be filled, right? Um, Correct. But ultimately, that's your responsibility.
0: Yes, one hundred percent. But again, so when 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 you're leading out of a place of you're already beginning to think of sin, because everything starts with our thoughts, right? He was already this this take for in order for sin to take fruition, it doesn't just happen instantly. Yeah. But there's a, there's a thought process. You've been thinking about it. You've been you know uh you've been harping on it and then the person shows up and then when you're thinking and thinking and thinking obsessing over that person eventually you take action you meet with them and then then comes the actual you know uh paul calls it you know the conceiving you know when the sin gets conceived right you know so it's crazy man
2: it's crazy but it it, it happens every day you know you don't have oh, to 100%. be a pastor you don't have to be a i mean you it's you're highlighted, you <laughs> right? 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 I mean, every day we're falling into these traps, right? Yeah. And, and and I think it's up it's up to us to stay close to Scripture, stay close to prayer, stay close in a in a in a tight knit community where people can can uh, yeah, hold each other accountable, to, right? Right? Uh, so you can kind of pick off the sin because the sin's gonna come; it's yeah. gonna attack yeah. you it's, regardless.
1: It's so important for pastors to have other pastors that they can confide in 100 uh and pastor juan
2: and i uh do a uh a, a group uh wednesday mornings at yeah. 7 a.m and can, can i just say pastor juan that i am in awe of of how you translate scripture and and and, and preach because you you had me lead on uh, on on wednesday morning and and i thought it was good i thought it was gonna be a piece of cake (laughs) and it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: not easy man
2: it's not easy when you're not an expert when you don't know uh, you you know well it's also a
1: gifting too it's also a a calling a gift thing pastor
2: juan you have it you have that you have that gift you and you you make it you like i can understand it it's It makes sense. The storylines behind it. I gotta send you some of my old
1: my old teachings, Clemente. You trip out too.
2: Yeah, you got it. You got it
1: too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For sure. But but let me tell you something, Josh. I mean, you know what's awesome about this group. You know, there's about seven of us, and there's a couple females that jump in and out as well. But primarily, it's basically a men's group. Uh, We keep it safe. You know, we don't go you know off the rails. Uh, But what's awesome is you know we I do have. You know, praise God, you know, thank you for, you know, uh, you know, honoring me that way. And I appreciate it, man. It's but the point is, is if I just keep that gift to myself, then it's not a gift, right? It's a gift is when you give when you give somebody something. And and you know, you when you do the study and you actually go in depth into spending time with with God, which is, you know, God, you know, John 1 says from the beginning was the word. The word was with God. Or the word is God. You know, you're spending time with Him. I mean, He he lights you up, and He gives you wisdom and discernment, and, you know, you grow, especially in a group. You know, you can't read—I I would encourage anybody who is beginning to read the Word of God, don't do it by yourself. You know, do it in a group, even if it's two people, four people to help you discern, and you'll look at different angles at what you're reading, and you'll see how the Holy Spirit spoke to different people in different ways, even if it's the same passage.
2: Right. Right, right. Because it's not. Sometimes, you you take things for face value, and and the Bible is just it's so it's so deep
1: that you. Yeah. you well, not only that, it's an ancient text. You got to understand like where people, how people thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. What yeah. people were thinking about, or what was happening in the world in that time.
2: Back to that NT, right, right, where, where it talks about everything that was going on in the world at the
1: time when when this when this was uh, uh, being written. Yeah, I had this conversation with my dad the other day, like we don't, uh, we were talking about people who literally dedicate their entire lives to studying scripture and specific portions of scripture, like, you know, post exile, you know, um, like before the exile and even New Testament, even New Testament scholars like study in a very specific area, like the gospels, to not the gospels or epistles, like there's so much. And so, you know, these are ancient texts. So it's like a a regular guy just reading it. You're going to read your worldview into it. You know what I mean? You always got to exegete, which is read out as opposed to impose your view on scripture. So I love, like whenever I study, like I'm always studying commentaries. Like that's, that's because I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to assume this was, you know, or I'm thinking this is what it means. And maybe it means something totally different. You know totally. what I mean? So it's important yep. to listen to these guys who dedicate their lives to studying this and and teaching it. All right. So um by awesome. the way, by the way, th- those th- like back to Carl Lens. I feel like that message, I don't know if you guys listen to those types of like churches and stuff. It's sort of I don't want to sound like I'm on a high horse or like I'm be- like it just feels a little shallow to me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's always like yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's it's really personal like my personal right. relationship like i don't feel like it's teaching scripture maybe it's just me maybe i'm just i don't like that style or whatever
0: i no, i agree i yeah. agree you know you know what it is josh it's it it's an entry point into christianity i'm gonna yeah. call it that
1: yeah but, it's, it, 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 but it's, just... it's almost like a glamorizing like dude like if right. you're gonna teach jesus like bro it's, it's not all glory. It's offense. It, it's, it's not like, it's not like things are going to be great for you. Like, right, bro, right. this was the real deal. Right. Like you literally right. were killed because of this message. Yep. You know what I mean? Jailed,
0: but, flogged, beaten, right. uh, chastised, casted out. You name it.
2: Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a little take that uh, I know both of you are not going to agree with me, but I feel that however God inspires a preacher, a pastor, a minister, whoever, uh, to share the gospel. They have a specific message for a specific target. So whoever's listening at at that time, God has has in, uh, inspired, and the Holy Spirit has ha, has came into the, this person to be able to share that message. Um, I'm specifically specifically talking about. These uh, these big mega ch- uh, uh, pastors, right? These uh, one of my favorites is uh, Joel Osteen. and I know he gets a lot of heat. Be- I like Joe. Yeah, because it's all it's all rainbows and butterflies and prosperity and 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 money and all this stuff. Uh, but again, I think if if you're listening to him, right, which I do uh, uh, religiously. <laughs> Uh, then, then you know God's kind of steering you that way to 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 be able to to take that message. Now, there's other there's other type of preachers, other other type of pastors, right, that preach a completely different way.
1: Right. Right. So, I, yeah, no, I I agree with that. I agree with that because, but but look at the fruit of in, in your life though too. You know, what I mean, everything that he's talking about of like. You know, uh, of men, uh, forgive me if I'm imposing this view, but like manifesting things and like, oh no, it's, it, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah like, yeah, like speaking exactly things into existence yeah. and like blessing, which is cool. I, I believe in that. Like, speak it into the universe. Like, there's power in your words, right? We're, we're, we're image bearers of Christ, the creator God. So I believe you can speak things. Um, But, you know, I also try to stay grounded too. So no, I'm down with that. Like I, I, if I feel like I'm, if I'm down, if I'm in a funk, which I'm in a funk right now, like I need, I probably should start listening to some Joel Osteen so I can get encouraged. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Encourage <laughs> so, yourself.
0: So let me let me be the devil's advocate and say I disagree.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and and the reason why, guys, is because you know I, you know that old saying, I've tasted and seen all of it, right? I fell into the the word of faith ministry. I fell into, you know, the secret. And, you know, what happened to me, all I can tell you from personal testimony is if if I believe in, if I have hope and I put my hope in Christ saying that he's going to deliver prosperity, deliver, you know, more money, more sales, uh, health, and the opposite happens to me. What, what is the likelihood of me continuing to believe in Christ? We see it all the time. People, people leave in droves. People that even show up to church are not even Christians, quote unquote. They're, they're only following because there's health, wealth, and prosperity. But as soon as things get hard, which they will because we're living in a fallen, broken world, then, then people are quick to turn their backs on Jesus and say, this didn't work for me. This, this is not for me. And so we fall into a buffet of picking and choosing, like we do our pastors, based on what's in our hearts. And we go, okay, I'll listen to this guy, this guy. I'm not going to listen to this guy because it's too much truth. Like we just aforementioned that if the reality is that, hey, my family was supposed to get COVID, my, my father-in-law was supposed to get cancer, you know, that this, all these bad things are happening. And I go, God, where are you when my pastor Joel says that I should have health, wealth, and prosperity? And it's not happening, then 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 if my faith is new, if it's not mature and I'm not reading God's word, which is 90 plus percent of Christians don't read their Bibles. You know, we just we just listen to what a pastor says. And just because he's on a platform and has authority like Carl Lentz, uh, he's he's on a platform. We believe what they say. We take it literal and we don't do our own research and our own homework on what the actual gospel of Jesus Christ is. Yeah. And so and so I'd be very careful if if the Great Commission, guys, Clemente, Joshua, if the Great Commission was this is the last command that God gave us. Go into the world and make, make more disciples, disciples. Yep. make more disciples. But we forget the other part. Teach them everything I have commanded you and I'll be with you to the end of the age. So if, if I if that means I got to teach them everything, that means guess what? You will be persecuted. <laughs> You will have trials. You will have tribulations. That was a promise he told them. He said, listen, be ready because this is going to happen to you. You're going to get flogged, beaten, and also crucified in my name, for my name. So imagine if I had a church service this Sunday and that's what I preached. How many people would say, I'm in, sign me up. Right. I'm in. You mean you're going to die. Yeah. Like even Jesus die. was like
1: telling his disciples how they're going <laughs> to die. How you're you going to be stretched out. you are going to get beat up. <laughs>
0: you know, so, so the other message, listen, I, I'm with you guys hundred percent. I'm optimistic. I'm wired that way. Even through this, I'm the most, you know, I always look for the silver lining and things, but if all three of us can really be c- completely transparent, life hasn't been, and it won't be all, be, you know, bells and whistles and roses and singing Kumbaya, but what we can, I go back to always the source. But we can, every single one of us say, without a shadow of a doubt, is that without Christ, we would not be where we're at today.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: Whether it's up or down, whether I'm depressed, whether I'm broke, you know, God has always been, his promises are yes and amen, and he's always been, you know, 25% of the Bible is prophecy. And guess what? He is the only person that has always been 100% on point on time with all the prophecies he has never missed one you know uh, he he's he's it's 100% he's been accurate with everything that he's foretold and as the world gets darker no matter who's in office and I'd love to talk politics with you guys next you know get into that um but you know he's the only person that we can put our trust and faith in our savior Jesus Christ amen yeah
1: and that's why I'm down with like the uh uh you know the, the encouraging words and stuff, because life is hard. Like we know like there's battles. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: Barnabas. That's why Barnabas was there, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Barnabas was there, you know, from, uh, from Cyprus. He was like, Hey, you know, I'll encourage you, Paul, as you continue to go through your journeys and through your missionary, you know, you see him in the book of Acts and we need encouragers. And and that's what uh, I believe all three of us are. But again, I have to be careful that when I have, when I'm discipling people, I go, Hey, listen, it's not only just this, because when this doesn't happen, just know that God still loves you and is for you, He's not against you and and, and He wants to shape you more into the likeness and the image of his son Jesus, yeah. you know and it's, how do, here's my question: How would I explain to someone that is listening to Joel Osteen or anybody forget, you know, anybody that's preaching uh, you know health and wealth and you know um, manifest manifest your reality. What if that doesn't manifest for them ever? But they came to believe in a God that that's what God is, and that's how you treat God. That it's like Santa Claus. And, and when Santa Claus doesn't come through with your gift on, Sunday, on, on, on on Christmas morning, then what do you do?
1: Yeah, I would tell him Santa Claus isn't real.
0: <laughs> and and that's, how, that's, how, that's what happens with Jesus, right? They go, well, well, God is not real. He's not alive because he didn't come through All by right. saving my, my father-in-law who had cancer. And I prayed for him. But what is God's will in that? How is, then I got to go introspectively and go, okay, God, what are you teaching me in that? And through that, that you, you didn't, for example, create a miracle for my father-in-law, didn't cure him of cancer. Cause I see how broken my wife is and she would love for him to live. And, and Clemente, that, that know, gets into uncle,
1: a much deeper and harder subject to tackle. Like, was that God's will? Right. Yeah, bro, right, right. exactly. A, a lot and of so, times and, we don't see it. We, we and, don't. And so,
0: and, go yeah. so and, and so, and so as believers, there's the sovereignty of God, and that's that's something that is not preached on, I believe, much at all. Like the, said, the Reformed
1: is, tradition preaches it heavy. I mean, like yes, yes, God destined you already before you even were born yeah, going yeah, to go to hell. Yeah, like, right, right? So that's yeah, that's a whole another thing. And we and go. So I think go ahead. Yeah.
0: So uh, last thing I'll say. So I think it's healthy. Look, I'm going to say this. I think it's healthy. That, you know, you listen to one, two, I would say maybe three different pastors, but ultimately, you know, go back to the word of God, which I I trust that you guys are doing. And I know, you know, uh, you know, Josh, you know, you, you listen to a lot, you know, of old school writers and, you know, you're in the word and listen to commentaries. But I believe that it's important that you do get a fresh perspective from like different pastors that I agree with, where you're not just indoctrinated with one.
1: Right. Yeah. For show.
2: Sure. I I wonder what President Trump is thinking right now. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I wonder. I
1: wonder. I wonder if he realizes that like, you're still president, bro. Like, get to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, Instead right? of like not, not golfing, throwing a fit. Like, bro, you still got some two and a half months, bro. Like, do you guys think he prayed to to win the election? Uh, dude. <laughs> we we oh, saw. Well,
0: we saw pictures of it. To who? <laughs>
1: to white Jesus? <laughs> so is it African, over?
0: Is, African
1: angels. Is, African angels, bro. Is, <laughs> is the election over? It's a done deal, bro. It's a wrap.
2: I mean, I, I hear that there's going to be. I looked into, I looked into
1: be... one of the lawsuits, bro. It's literally for like 80 ballots. You know what I mean? In one of the states where, he, where Biden's up by thousands. It's not going to make any type of difference. You know what I mean? Have you seen that meme where you've seen that meme where there's a red button and there's the guy who's like panicking on which button to push. And, uh, they were talking about the meme was, was make the correlation between Corona, coronavirus isn't as serious because it has a zero point, whatever death rate. And then election fraud is 0.000, whatever it is. And they're like, and the guy had a MAGA hat on. He's like trying to figure out which, which button to push, like, which one, which one should I freak out about? You know what I mean? That's hilarious. So, no, I, I think it's a done deal. I, I think it's mathematically impossible for him to um, to try to say like this is. Well, you guys remember great.
2: back back in back in two thousand when uh, when it, it was Bush.
1: Yeah, but it came down to like literally five hundred votes in Florida. Right, right, right. So, yeah.
2: so Florida, which um, which uh, uh, President Bush. Is, George dub yeah 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 so his his little brother Jeb was the governor Jebby right and there was it was such a small margin I think it was 1200 votes so then they in Florida they automatically had to do a recount and it did help but it went from 1200 to like 500 so so it's I, I, to your point Josh I think it's not gonna be ten thousand. Or 20,000 votes that are going to switch, uh, you know, or are going to be thrown out because they were filled out incorrectly or because uh,
1: I guess my question is, what's the argument? What's the argument? It's literally baseless conspiracy theories. and He had planted, he has planted these seeds long before like November. Of like election fraud. Remember, like six months ago, yeah. when all of he, the
0: he was talking about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, remember Mail, like mail-in, mail-in ballots. Like uh, like a bunch of uh, mailboxes started disappearing. How come nobody even talked about that? Like, what happened with that? Like, how does that even just happen? So, is is he saying that
2: registered voters it, it, that were gonna vote for
1: for him for Trump? No, those
2: votes got stolen or.
1: Or I, I, what he was saying is that because statistically the Democratic Party votes more via mail-in ballots than Republicans they just like to show up and do the, the act of voting right that I guess I guess the argument is he was already trying to sow seeds of of stopping that or slowing that down but don't you because he was going to get blown out don't you think it would have been the
2: opposite he should have been encouraging people to do the, you the would think if
1: he was smart, I think, you know what, I think COVID, I think his followers, I think if COVID hadn't had happened, he probably would win. Pastor Horn, what do you think about all this? Because these? more people mailed in their, ball- their ballots.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'd go back to, I think a lot of people have lost faith. Um, Again, even more so. Yeah. And the political system even how to vote uh, on both sides i would say both sides even though biden and harris looks like they've won and they you know they've been elected you know what's tripping me out bro is and this is for my 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 black brothers and sisters is i'm seeing a lot of posts and these are even my my black you know pastor friends they they are very excited and pumped up that kamala harris is is the vice president and and I get it, you know, I get it. And we had Obama, you know, uh, years back. But it's like, hey, that's not your president. That's your vice president. You know, the president of the United States is still another seventy-plus-year-old white man. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's not Kamala Harris. It's not Kamala Harris. And I think there's. I feel like there's almost an expectancy of like, man, I don't. I hope Joe Biden doesn't make it, and <laughs> and we Kamala, get Kamala Harris, yeah, it takes over. And I'm like, dude, because I'm seeing a lot of posts. Yeah. More posts. Yeah. No, and, and I, and, that makes sense. And it's obvious. I get it. Look, we're under a lot of racial scrutiny, a lot of you know division, and more now so than ever in in the in the sight of our of our eyes. Obviously, um, everything was more on the low key, but now this has been blown up in front of us through social media, through the media, all that stuff. But I really think that we that as as people, as American people as a society, you know, we've lost, you know, hope and and our trust in all kinds of things, as we should. I think Uh, think
1: people are fed up with the two-party system. Like, we're sick of, like, only having these two options, you know, and it feels like it's just a never-ending cycle of chasing our tails. You know what I mean? Like, this side gets the power, you know, and it's usually the same three or four issues that they're arguing about, and we just go back and forth, back and forth. Right. I just think that... I don't know. I, I, are we ready as a nation to start having like real conversations of like, hey, this document, the Constitution, was meant right. to be a living document, meaning that it would evolve and change over time. Um, and then even in there dated, too, even yeah. it, even in there, doesn't it say like it's the right of the people who are being governed to overthrow their government and start a new one if their needs aren't being met or if it's not serving the people? It's literally in there, yeah. and um, we never have those conversations, right? That's too extreme. Um, I feel like we're sort of like in this, we always had to play like this moderate role, you know what I mean? Or, or be somewhat in the middle and it's like, we never really go forward. And then, you know, in comparison too, like we're, we're still a baby country. Like this is a baby, uh, this is a baby, uh, nation, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's a 250 year old document that, you know, we're,
2: we're, we're a completely different country than what we were. Uh, back then. So, yes, we do need to evolve. We do need to change some things up and maybe the electoral college and and what we are, the system that we currently have going on right now uh, needs to be needs to be tweaked. Uh, but regardless of that, guys, we had one hundred and forty eight million people vote. That's like a record. Re- yeah, yeah. yeah, Huge. Yeah. Huge. On, on on both sides. And, and,
1: bo- and that's the crazy part, too. Hispanic numbers went up for guess who? Donnie. Yeah. Um really? Yeah. Hispanic voters went up for for Donald. trip out on this one. Even black men voted more for Donald Trump this time than the last time. Um mm. uh, what, what he lost was was women. women. Yeah. Black women. Yeah, women. yeah, he yeah, lost black women. women. Um yeah. so that that's a trip. I, all I know is the Democratic Party is out of touch. The Republicans let in a monster and now their 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 grand old party is a new beast. You know what I mean? Like I don't, because remember like the GOP was always, they, they tied themselves in and like the, um, in the early two thousands or even after, uh, Clinton was impeached. Like there was this moral majority, like this, uh, they signed like this document of like saying how your character matters and what you do in private and how, you know what I mean? If you're willing to cheat on your wife and have, you know, have sex in the oval office, what are you, you know what I mean? And, and so, but, but yet, they all switched all these guys, all these guys who, who put their name on this document. I forgot what it was called. I'll find it. Uh, I was uh, listening to a podcast about that, um, mm. but it all went out the window when Donald Trump, you know what I mean? Grab them in the, yeah, grab him by the whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah man, I mean, it, it, I feel maybe, you know, I had this conversation too, like maybe Donald Trump was a necessary evil to expose this underbelly of like, because People still vote. Like I've said this before on this podcast, right? Not all Donald Trump supporters are racist. For sure. But most yeah. of the racists are Donald Trump supporters. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's sort of exposing this this thing in our country that it's still there. So, so, so maybe it was a necessary evil for us to move forward. How do we move forward? You know what I mean? So, so, so I don't we, know. we all
2: believe. you know all three of us it's i can safely say that we all believe that donald trump needed to happen god doesn't make mistakes right so so this our country needed donald trump and love him or hate him whatever he did or didn't do for us um it's it's part of our history now yeah uh now in 2021 and going forward right assuming that president-elect biden um you know is 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 sworn in uh in january then where does that put our our country as far as what we were talking about off uh, off air uh pastor juan what does that do to our economy the housing market um you know are we are we in better shape are are we in worse shape? You know, is mm. what's the stock market gonna do? Right, because right. that yeah. that that's what uh, President Trump hung his hat on. Right, is right. hey hey look at look at the the stock market, look at the economy, uh uh pre COVID. Great question, right? Great so,
0: question. So so I, I'm gonna respect uh, you know Josh's time because I know he has to leave right now in a couple minutes. Let me let me let me go on a little rant uh, just to talk to people that right now are freaking out because there are people freaking out trust me you know people from the church have reached out they've texted me they've called me hey what's going to happen you know people that voted this party this way that way now that this new app no new administration's coming in are they not coming in like i said there's all kinds of crisis going on and i just want to talk about one question i want to bring up question because i'm good at i love asking questions who or what have you put your faith and trust in i go back to that See, yep. hey, this is right now. This is as Christians. Again, we are Christians before we're donkeys, before we're elephants, before we're you know rich, poor, in the middle. Before any of that, we're we're followers of Jesus. And so I want to speak to them. You know, this is where we're going to have to live by sight. Uh, this is where living by sight. I'm sorry, is different than living by faith. Mm-hmm. And and so living by faith is what is trusting. Listen to this, guys. Is trusting until you are seeing what God is doing. Living by faith is trusting until you are seeing what God is doing. And so this is why right now, you know, a lot of people are freaking out because they've put their trust and faith in the things that they see. For example, political parties, for example, you know, the CDC, for example, you know, uh, voting. And as, as followers of Jesus, we should not be freaking out. I must say that again. Right. We should not be freaking out. OK, because listen, people have picked another object of faith. And it's every election, every four years. It seems like like people do this. And here's what happens. Oh my gosh, you know, there's a crisis. There's a crisis. Oh wait, look, here's our savior. Let's vote for our savior. And and then oh my gosh, look, our savior won. Yay! Let's all go to the streets and, and you know, let's worship our savior. And 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 we believe that this savior, whoever it is, I'm gonna go back to Donald Trump. Go back to gosh, since the inception of this country, you know, is we believe that this savior is gonna bring heaven. And then a few weeks, months, years later, we realize that we're still in hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: and, and and we need to realize that our leaders are fallible, right? No matter who's in office and, and they're using our resources and, and they do not bring their own resources. So in other words, let me explain that. He or she, right, takes what we have and cannot give us what we need. But like I said earlier, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, doesn't take what we have. Because he doesn't need it, but he gives us what we need. And so our God, you know, since the beginning of time has been 100% trustworthy. And and, and I think that we can all agree, you know, that that a lot of us have a a lot of, you know, have lost faith and trust in our economy, our political system, the leaders, CDC, the media. But again, God has made some promises to us from the beginning of time, and he's consistently come through every single time. And God has proven himself to be trustworthy, unlike our human leaders. Yeah. Let me just give you – let me give you this quick list because I know you got to get off, bro. Since since we're talking about politics, in 1916, Woodrow Wilson promised that he would avoid war. And guess what? 29 days into office?
1: World of War his One. Se-
0: Of his second term, he declared war on Germany. Yeah. And, and then in 1928, Herbert Hoover, he promised prosperity. Quote, he said – a chicken for every pot, and a car in every backyard. And guess what? Eight months later was the Great Depression. <laughs>
1: Great Depression. yeah. And then in
0: 1940, Franklin D. Roosevelt said, quote, your boys are not going to be sent into any foreign wars. And then we got bombed in Pearl Harbor, and we went off to war in Japan. In yep. 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson, he promised not to send any American soul to Asia and then had multiple deployments to where? To Vietnam. Vietnam. And then 1976, Jimmy promised to solve the energy crisis. Hello. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't. And then 1988, George H. Bush, he said, read my lips, no new taxes. And then the recession hit, and bam, new taxes. Yeah. And, and I can go on and on. George W. Bush, Obama, Trump. Right. Again, here's here's my point, finally. Any leader in the future – Okay, it, this is a vicious sin cycle. We're living in hell. We want to be in heaven, then we need a savior, and, and you know who's going to take us from hell to heaven. And as soon as they they make the promises, what do we do? We have faith in the leader to deliver us to these promises, and they never ever do. They never do. And and, and then four years later, here we are. We vote again like sheep right. for the next, the next That's why Messiah. That's next we got.
1: Overthrow the whole system. Time for revolution, baby.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and so again the. The only leader here's my point and i'm done here's i'm to get off my soapbox drop the, it. Only drop leader the mic baby proven right here. himself the only leader that's proven himself time and time and time again 100 who's trustworthy is jesus, jesus Christ. yep and the good here's here's the here's, the, here's the, the 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 mic drop the good news is guys that he's not running for office right and he he doesn't need our vote
1: right he's already been elected <laughs> yeah Amen. he's already king Amen. Uh, oh. Great, great point. I would definitely recommend Jesus for President by Shane Claiborne and Jonathan Wilson, Wilson Hartgrove. Literally just points points out exactly what you said, but they do it in a brilliant way. Uh, it's an old book. It came out, I think when Obama was president or running. Great book. Jesus for President. Jesus for President. Um, part two. Yeah. Tomorrow. Let, let, let me, close, that, let me yeah. close with this. Listen to this. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted JC baby, <laughs> JC Matthew
0: chapter five sermon on the mount baby. That's it,
1: the greatest speech That's ever. It. And I think we just got to get back to the sermon on the mount, man. The simple beatitudes. Part Preach two, it, bro.
2: part Preach two it. tomorrow, guys. Hey, uh, if you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Uh, subscribe. Tomorrow we're gonna discuss does Trump rerun in twenty twenty four. Oh God, <laughs> later. No, please, no. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> you